Hi, this is Maury Moreland Morrison here to tell you Geico has more than just great savings, much more. Yes, while Geico could help you rack up more moolah faster than you can say metamorphosis, they've also been the fastest growing auto insurer for more than 10 years. That's more like it. Furthermore, Geico has fast and friendly claim service. That might seem like an oxymoron, but it's not. All the more reason to say no other auto insurer has more more than Geico. Geico, expect great savings and a whole lot more. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Joyce Barry and Friends, the number one worldwide radio show. The show's outrageous and it's contagious. It will lift your spirits high, you'll feel that you can fly. Transform your attitude, fill it with gratitude. Cut loose and improvise, it's coaching time today. Joyce is a great coach with an extraordinary approach. Fast on the upbeat, top of the heap. A wild motivator, great stimulator. Unstoppable in a humoristic way. Life lessons with passion, joyfully today. You want Joyce as your coach if you want this to be your best year ever. Of course I want this to be my best year ever. I want this to be your best year ever. Welcome to Joyce, Barry, and Friends. It is the hour to empower with stimulating talk, views you can use, memorable quotes, and powerful life lessons. We always have hot guests and cool topics. We even have cool guests and hot topics. Today our very, very cool guest is Michael Fazio. This show promises to be fun and entertaining, and it's all about pampering yourself. You always want to tune us on, tune in, and tune up with us to hear the best of the best. You do not want to miss any of our shows. Each show goes into our archives. Log into JoyceBarryandFriends.com, B-A-R-R-I-E, JoyceBarryandFriends.com, and you will see each guest and each topic on our homepage. You can play and download any of our shows, always informative, inspiring, and motivational. You'll want to share these shows with your friends, family, and contacts. You can follow us on Facebook and become a Joyce Barry subscriber and even a fan by going to our Joyce Barry and Friends fan page. Be sure to check like. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us by going to our Blog Talk Radio homepage and clicking follow right below my picture. You can also message me in any of these venues about our show, about our guests, about anything. My official website is JoyceBarry.com. The chat room is open. Log into the chat room and do chat away. I go back and forth into the chat room during the show to see what is going on in there. Motivation, inspiration, and an education. Positive, happy thoughts to improve your life, health, and finances. Take positive actions to create a gratifying lifestyle. Life lessons from me, your host, Joyce Barry straight from the coach's corner, and then you will hear from our most outrageous guest, Michael Fazio. Folks, every day should be treated like a special day. We wish you the finest of friends, the opulence of opportunities, the magic of miracles, and the happiest of days. May this year be your best year ever. 
And, folks, maybe for that to happen, you need a little bit of changing your attitude. So here is our attitude adjustment. (laughs) Watch out, world. Here I come. This is Dr. Stan Breakthrough Harris. And here is a declaration you need to read every day. Wow. What a great day to be alive. I feel dynamite. I like me. I accept me. I love me. I'm going to have a super fantastic day today because I'm too blessed to be depressed. I'm too blessed to be stressed. I'm too glad to be sad. I'm too anointed to be disappointed. And I'm too elated to be agitated. Circumstances are aligning themselves in my favor. I'm healthy, physically fit, and intellectually equipped. I have wisdom far beyond my years. I am an extraordinary person with incredible abilities that I will use to add value to others' lives. Because I know that as I help others reach their dreams, I will automatically reach my own. I anticipate meeting the person or group of people today who are willing to use their power, their wealth, and influence to help me achieve my dreams. All day long, people will go out of their way to bless me. Today, I will add great value to someone's life. I will show compassion to those in need. I will give strength to the weak and inspiration to the weary. Someone needs what I have to offer, and I gladly make myself available. I embrace abundance, and it embraces me. I am abundant in every good way. I am an abundance magnet. I like money, and it likes me. It is attracted to me because it comes abundantly from many sources. I use my money wisely because it's a tool to help those who need It's also a way of keeping score, showing how many people's lives that I add value to. I am experiencing great victories, supernatural turnarounds, and miraculous breakthroughs in the midst of great impossibilities. I am an overcomer. If my mountain can't be removed, I will develop and practice my mountain climbing skills. I may experience a setback. Setbacks are only setups for comebacks. Setbacks pave the way for comebacks. I will make lemonade out of life's lemons. And if life knocks me down, I'll fall on my back realizing that as long as I can look up, I can get up. I commit to paying for my dreams with preparation and perspiration so that I won't have to live with my nightmares of regret. I do not procrastinate because procrastination leads to devastation. It is the assassination of my destination. Thus, I will act now. I am a doer. I get results at last. I now release the champion that is inside of me. I am the leader that multitudes of people are looking for. I choose to succeed today and every day hereafter. Watch out, world. Here I come. And here I go straight to the coach's corner. And today's topic is all about being pampered. So why pamper yourself, you might ask. Everybody needs a break. So enjoy some self-indulgence and some pampering. Balancing your life isn't only about staying organized, being positive, and making time for friends and family. Learning how to pamper and take care of yourself is essential to your well-being. And it's something you can turn to when you're feeling stressed, overwhelmed, anxious, or just need a break. Making time for rest and relaxation 
is extremely important for your health and makes it much easier to stay in a positive mood. Pampering yourself doesn't have to be expensive or complicated. Sometimes just a few simple activities are all it takes to put you in a positive mindset and turn yourself around after disappointment, setbacks, or to help you get through a series of challenges. Learning how to take care of yourself can make you feel good inside and out. There is nothing more important than your well-being. The better you feel, the more you can live the life you want to live. You cannot climb a mountain if you are feeling exhausted. You cannot accomplish your goals when not feeling motivated to do so. The most effective people are not those who have been denied love, either by themselves or by others. Study after study demonstrates that the healthiest, most effective people are those who love and are loved and have self-respect and the respect of others. Deserving to be loved, pampered, and cherished doesn't end when we become adults. It should never end. You are perfect, but you don't know it. Learn to know yourself, and you will discover wonders. All you need is already within you. Only you must love yourself, pamper yourself, and don't deny yourself. Love yourself, and you will be able to love others so much more. It is so wonderful to pamper yourself. It is even better to be pampered by someone else. However, nothing beats being pampered by the best, the one and only Michael Fazio, our special guest today. Welcome, Michael, and tell me, do you pamper yourself? Joyce, I'm sorry, I'm in the bathtub full of chocolate, so I am pampering myself <laughs> right now as we speak. <laughs> you know what, it's very funny. I, I don't pamper myself the way I create pampering for other people because a lot of what I do, is, I mean, my life is about people who are able to pamper themselves, and I try to learn from them because it really is important. And I do little silly things like I will just turn my computer off for 15 minutes and I think that it's like it's an old school like take a break kind of concept, <laughs> you know, back back in the day when people would go to work and they would actually, you know, get two breaks that were designated and there was no shame in taking a break. And so I just take a break and that's kind of a, a bit of pampering that, that I'm comfortable with. It's funny you said turn the computer off because I hate being at the computer. So for me to not be even near it, I go sit at my swimming pool. It's a half a block uh, down where I live. We have a swimming pool for the block, and I just get out of the house, sit at the pool. I love looking, being near water. And mm-hmm. I, I have my favorite books with me like yours, Michael. So I uh. agree with you how important it is to get away from this technology stuff. Uh, Do you have others that pamper you, you, given you're the best in your field about taking care of others? Do you have people (laughs) taking care of you? No, I don't. But part of that is because I think I suffer from what a lot of people today suffer from, which is a, a lack of the ability to, I think that would be called the inability, to allow people to pamper you. Um, but I've done some crazy things because part of my job, you know, as a concierge is to, to know the latest and greatest and, you know, where to get the best. And so a lot of times spas and um, spa treatment experts will approach my company or approach me and say, you know, we really want you to try this particular thing. And I've, I had recently, there's a spa that does everything with grape seeds and grape extracts. So it it even came down to soaking in a tub with ice and frozen grapes 
And <laughs> it's, I mean, it's like, well, hey, listen, I I applaud the people that think of these things, and they had a, a complete rational reason for why grapes were important, and there was something about the antioxidants, and you know, they they believed everything about the power of grapes. So you know what? For the hour that I went to the spa, I you know, to be perfectly honest, I didn't really buy into it, but I get it. And if somebody wants the latest and greatest, and they want to get you know a, a grape treatment, and that makes them feel good, then great, good for them. Or grape, good for them. It's whatever works for you, folks. <laughs> well, it certainly like... beats leaching. Do you know what leaching is? Mm, yes. Leaching yes. is okay. It's, it's the spa treatment that is very exotic and incredibly expensive, and I've actually arranged this for somebody. Um, and they, they literally put leeches on your body, which are like, they look like snails without the shell, and allegedly these leeches take the toxins out of your system. <laughs> and Not just my the idea thought of, of that makes me sick. And, and puts toxins in my system, just the thought of that. Whatever uh, happened to a simple neck massage? <laughs> yeah, right, absolutely. So who is this outlandish, outrageous guest we have with us today? Truly one of my favorites of all time, Michael Fazio. He is the face of the concierge profession. His entertaining perspective and advice along with his trade secrets of how to get the best service, landed him a regular weekly spot alongside Whoopi Goldberg on her nationally syndicated radio show, Wake Up with Whoopi. Soon he attracted the attention of the television media, and he has been a guest on numerous national television shows, including The View. I saw him on The View. Uh, he was on The Today Show, Rachel Ray, Wendy Williams, The Gail King Show, The Joy Behar Show, and so much more. He has been featured in print media ranging from Entertainment Weekly to The New York Times. His book, his fabulous book, Concierge Con- Confidential, uh, printed by St. Martin's reached number one on Amazon.com in the travel tourism category and maintained a top 100 rank in biographies for more than a year. The second printing of the book was released in paperback in February 2012. National Public Radio voted the book a top five guilty pleasure for 2011. The book is fabulous, funny, and fascinating. I loved it. And just want you to know, folks, I can't think of a better gift to give yourself and others. It's a must-have book. Michael's first steps in cultivating his coveted list of personal contacts began in Los Angeles. He aspired to be a film producer, but he found himself working as a harried personal assistant to a high-powered talent manager and assisting her client list that included Charlie Sheen, Wesley Snipes and Rosie Perez at the pinnacle of their careers. From this experience, he developed the backbone and the finesse to successfully navigate the eccentric, high-maintenance world of Hollywood celebrities. Taking what he learned, Michael set his sights on New York City and the hope of discovering a new career path outside the entertainment industry. Soon after arriving in New York City, Michael was hired as concierge at the Intercontinental Hotel in the heart of Midtown Manhattan, and it was there that Michael had the idea that he could build a business providing concierge services without being tied to a hotel venue. Michael is co-founder of Abigail Michaels, Manhattan's premier concierge business, serving a population of more than 20,000 of New York City's privileged elite. 
in residential buildings, commercial offices, and hotels. The company is entering its 10th year in business, and today we are honored to have the fabulous Fazio as our special oh, guest. <laughs> <laughs> My God, I love that person that you're talking about. Where can I meet him? <laughs> I think I want to write a book called The Fabulous Fazio because I can't think of anyone I'd rather sit and have lunch with than my friend Michael Fazio. Michael, welcome to the show. So thrilled that you're with us today. Oh, I'm so happy to be back chatting with you and the listeners, Joyce. It's really great. And, and, and I, I love your message. I, I just love what you stand for. I love what you're doing. And, you know, listening to uh, – now tell me who, whose um, soundbite you played earlier, the, the inspirational – Dr. Stan Harris. And he's I, our special guest in a couple of weeks. He's a regular on our show as well. Well, you have brought to life a lot of those messages, and I so applaud you. Because the, the thing that stood out to me was someone needs what I have to offer. And I think that, that I had to discover that in a, in a hard, cruel way because I really wanted those, those superstars to need what I had to offer. But I thought that what I had to offer was producing films for them. And guess what? The universe told me that's not what I had to offer them. The only thing I was good at was pampering them. And that's the theme of the show, which is very ironic, unless you planned it that way. And I had, <laughs> I had, had to come to terms with that's what I have to offer. And once I was able to, to figure that out, everything opened up. So I just I thought it was just the most appropriate soundbite to listen to on a day about pampering, especially given what my business is about. It's pampering other people. And thank you for appreciating that. We try to make each show uh, perfect, to, you know, tuned into our guest as well. We want you to enjoy it as much as we enjoy listening to you. I can't think of a better birthday present than getting you <laughs> someone to provide services uh, so I can be pampered. So I look forward to that. That will have to be on my bucket list, being pampered by Abigail Michaels Concierge Service. <laughs> but, you know, what's funny is pam- pampering in, in my world is something like this. Um, let's see. Let's pretend that this was before your birthday, which was last week, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's pretend that one of your – if you were one of my clients, this is – and I'm not saying this actually happened, but if you think it did, it did, and it actually did. But let's just pretend <laughs> that somebody's birthday is today, and um, they they want Abigail Michaels-type pampering. They might call us and say, oh, my God, as a really crazy gag gift, is there any chance that we can get somebody to pop out of a cake in four hours and – you know where do you start? And we accomplished that. It was it was incredibly expensive, and we had to wrangle together all kinds of of pastry chefs to do this. But we got somebody to pop out of a birthday cake with less than 24 hours notice. So That's you know it's amazing. not always pampering. It's just a kind of fun way to say like, hey, you know what? We thought so much of you that we went we went crazy. We thought of the most outrageous thing. Cost us I don't even remember exactly, but it was just around five thousand dollars. So you know, that's a way of pampering if you have the budget. It was it wasn't very serious and you know, just fun, silly, lavish. Loved it. You know, Michael, I think of what it takes when I order a cake for a party and I give them like four <laughs> weeks' notice for a simple cake that'll feed fifty people and that's pop out of it within four hours and have it made up. I can't even imagine how that well, could be okay. accomplished. So, 
the the accomplishment is easier in New York because there are industrial bakeries that are that are providing cakes for all of those delis that are all over the city. So they literally have uh, hundreds of cakes already made. And then full disclosure, since I know the entertainment world enough, I got a theatrical props person to just basically build a styrofoam shell and then they just lined it with individual cakes. So it wasn't really one cake, but we created the whole effect. It was hundreds of cakes, and it took probably six people to get this together, including renting a special van to deliver it. You know, it's just, <laughs> everything everything works out when, well, A, when it's fun, and when people have the budget for it. And B, when it's a no matter what attitude to have it happen, which well, is... Well, yeah. A major part as well. And you know I mean, what? That, that's what's wrong with service today is that, that people are forgetting in the service profession that it is no matter what, and the customer is not the enemy. And somebody who wants to, to find someone to pop out of a cake, they're not crazy. They're imaginative, and that's what they want. And, and why not? If they can afford it and they can dream it, then why not? And we in service have to finally step down from our arrogance and go, okay, let's do it. It's kind of like, you know, being in touch with, with the child inside of us. If you if you want to go to a spa and get, you know, soaked in grapes or you want to get leached, then who cares? Let's do it. Nobody's getting hurt. <laughs> Michael, uh, let's start here with customer service. Do you know the four words that you hear the most in customer service? What are the four words one hears the most? Hmm. Um, the four words are are they are they in in one sentence or are they four it's separate words? It's one sentence. One sentence. Hmm. I'm sorry, but no. You're so close. The words are it's not my job. So you had the uh, right idea for sure. It's not my job. Lord knows how many times we hear that people don't go outside the box. But you, Michael, you always make it your job, no matter how outrageous. You know, in reading your book, so I know a lot of them. But how do you deal with, uh, you know, something that just seems so over the top? Even if money is not the object, how do you get it together, no matter what? <laughs> the lowest common denominator. You know, it's like you, you have to start everything like like a detective, you know, Oh God! This horrible dark metaphor came into my mind about like you know comparing this to the scene of a crime. But in a way, if you will, it's it's you know there's a body on the floor. You don't you don't look at the body. You start tracing backwards. So somebody wants something. Um, last week was one of the first sunny weeks in in New York where you know spring was definitely sprung and everyone was out and about. And my office got a call from somebody who just you know at that moment decided that they wanted to charter a boat for about eight people. And they wanted to do a, a you know, cocktail hour and the whole thing. And this is, you know, this is New York. It's not West Palm Beach where you could literally, you know, walk three inches and find any number of boat captains. New York, the boats get put away in the winter. You know, the, the harbor is empty. There's not a soul to be found at the docks. But, you know, we work backwards. So we actually traced, we started in Florida and connected with a yacht broker, who then connected us with somebody in New York, who then connected us with an actual owner of a yacht, and then we found their private captain. So it's, you know, it's like you don't just go to the Internet and go yachts for charter. It's not going to happen. So you have to start at the beginning. Same with, you know, same with the cakes. I knew, there, 
you know, the idea of somebody popping out of a cake is something that you see in movies. And it's, you know, it's like a Dean Martin movie. It's not yes. even current. And I, I knew how, like, it would be impossible within that time frame to, to create an actual cake. So, you know, I thought, what can I do? So I, I actually called my friend in props first just to see if they had a fake cake. And it was his idea to say, you know what, I have this, you know, tiered styrofoam thing that could work, but, you, you know, we'd have to camouflage it with, like, cakes and cupcakes and all things like that. Would that work? And I thought, yes. But then I also realized it's going to take like 150 or 200 pieces to get around that whole thing. So, you know, you don't go to a bakery. You go to the restaurant industry, <laughs> you know. So it's, it's just always working backwards. Yeah, that was very Anyone good advice. I jotted that down, work backwards. Think forwards and work backwards. Right. I mean, you know, people especially love to, to you know, get into things that are sold out, concerts, theater shows, sporting events. I, I got somebody into the Duke game, which was like the hottest, hardest ticket in, in the world to get when they were doing the playoffs a few weeks ago, uh, the Duke versus Miami game. And, mm-hmm. you know, of course they're sold out. And, of course, it's a college, so it's very clean, and there are not a lot of scalpers involved. But there is something called an alumni association. And I just started searching for famous alums of Duke and connected with a broadcaster. And they, through their introduction, I got into the alumni association's contact pool and got my clients' tickets. But, you know, it's, you, you, can't just, you can't just do the obvious in this, in this business. You have to think, okay, the obvious doesn't exist. So where do I start under under the covers, underground? That is so impressive, Michael. Uh, it really, really is impressive. Would you share some of the most significant customer service rants uh, that you've experienced? Okay, this, yes. <laughs> you, you're going to have to cut me off because I could go on for about seven hours on this. But here's here's my problem <laughs> with customer service today and is that – People in the customer service world, and I'm included in that, so if anybody listening is in customer service, please don't think I'm criticizing you. We're part of the same group. But customer service today tends to be an industry where we, the customer service providers, don't celebrate what we have to offer. We feel like, I just do this. You know, it's like, I, I wanted to be a film producer, but I was just working in a hotel. And that kind of inside voice is what creates a little bit of the contempt when the smiling, happy person comes to the desk and says, I have a really crazy idea. I want to fill my bathtub up with chocolate and surprise my fiancé tonight for her birthday. You know, and, and if you don't feel good about your position in the, in the service world, then you think, well, boy, what a jerk you are. Like, who's going to do that for you? And that's what's wrong with service right now is everybody's very happy to just go, no, yeah, not possible. Or like you said, it's not my job. So I, my biggest pet peeve is that customer service people aren't celebrating the fact that giving somebody service is of great value. Like whether you're helping them install their cable television or whether you're helping them get an appointment in the doctor's office or whether you're helping them by bringing their scrambled eggs and toast to their table. There's value in that. That's, there's, a, there's a reason why that exists, and we have to reshape our minds to understand that being good at that is important. It's not a failure. And customer service people always seem like they, there's a tendency to dig their heels in and not be so good at it on purpose. And it bothers me. 
And you, yeah, and <laughs> the, the thing, yes, and the thing is with what you provide, you're not just providing a service or the best service. You are providing something that becomes a lifetime memory. I would think that anything that you do is the kind of thing that people will not easily forget. It's so extraordinary. It's so over the top for the most part. I'd love to think that, sure. But but regardless, even if even if somebody calls, you know, look, just for for every yacht that we charter on a moment's notice, um there are hundreds of really ordinary calls from, you know, like, oh, hey, I've got a business trip coming up. I'm going to be gone, and the person who usually stays with my dog is away. I need to mm-hmm. board my dog, but I want to, you know, I want it to be a very special place, or I want to be able to watch them on a webcam, blah, blah, blah. So there are a lot of ordinary things that, you know, in in the service profession, many people might tend to go, ugh, like, all right, fine. You know, but we can't do that because everything is important to that person. Again, even the, if you're sitting at a diner and you're waiting for scrambled eggs and toast, that's that is important to you at that moment. And the server has to understand that. Wow, you know, if they're able to deliver that in a in a way that that impacts that person's day, like it's on time, the order's right, you delivered it with a smile, you're you know you feel attached to your role, then. That's amazing service, and we're lacking that now because our society is only telling people that they should be VIPs and celebrities, and you know, nobody's celebrating every everybody along the chain. You are absolutely right on, and I always say this: that the little guy that you help with that little itsy bitsy request, you don't know who he knows. You don't know that he might be so appreciative of getting something done like, wow, you gave me someone I can trust to watch my little dog, that he then tells someone in his circle that hires you for a huge, huge job. So what would you say are some of your favorite raves about customer service? My raves about customer service are just, it's, again, it goes to the attitude. And my my fav- the, the best thing that I encounter in customer service is somebody telling me their name because it creates a personal connection. When Whenever I call someplace, I always say my name, and not because I think I'm famous or they should recognize it. I just say, hello, this is Michael Fazio. How are you? And the mm-hmm. worst thing that people do is say, okay. <laughs> well, like, yeah. Whatever. I, and so my Whatever. my rave are the people that say, "Oh, hi, Mr. Fazio. This is Joyce Berry. How are you?" That's that's the greatest thing that I love, and and specifically one of the greatest things that's, that's happened recently is I had a client who wanted to take their their kid for the first time to see a Broadway show, and they were seven years old, and I got them in to see Spider Man. And it's a it's a young boy, and I actually just I don't know anybody in the production. I just called the company manager and asked if there was any chance that they, there could be some kind of photo opportunity for this kid, and I just left it with them, expecting nothing. Well, not only did they take a photo with him, they brought him backstage. He got a souvenir. They signed his playbill, and I was so impressed by that because. That is actually service. They were serving their customer. The person in the audience is their customer. And granted, they weren't necessarily entitled to that, but they, this person went up 
above and beyond because they were proud of their product. And I really, really, really love that. And it, it doesn't happen often enough where people would just be human. It's so much easier to say, no, we don't do that. Because t- typically they don't do that, and they probably won't do it ever again. But they did it for me, and I was I was so thankful and so impressed that somebody just went the extra mile. Yes, I'm always very grateful when people are out of the box and go the extra mile as well, because it's it's rare. It's not the norm. It should be the norm, but it's not. And speaking of rays, I want to share with you folks Beverly Nadler's original poem about raving about our show. Listen to me. I have something to say about a wonderful way to start your day. A way to stimulate your mind and increase your energy. Make you feel so good. And guess what? It's free. Weekdays at 11 a.m. Eastern, hear the Joyce, Barry, and Friends show. You'll find it on the Internet on Blog Talk Radio. This show is upbeat and fun and very inspirational. It's informative, educational, and very motivational. There's the Coach's Corner, great quotes and news. There are suggestions, perspectives, and advice you can use to enhance your life and improve your health, plus clever, simple ways to increase your wealth. Joyce's perceptions and personality will keep you captivated, and her guests from many walks of life will always keep you fascinated. When Joyce and her friends speak, it's like you're in the conversation. This is part of what makes her show so unique, really a sensation. For Joyce's friends are not only the guests you're listening to, They're everyone who is tuning in. Yes, I do mean you. So refer your friends and family. They'll be so pleased to know. And let's make Joyce, Barry, and Friends the number one Internet radio show. And, Michael, back to you. We are talking about customer service here. Are there any other high points in service? Certainly names, using the names, remembering the names are very important. Anything else you'd like to share about that? Well, what I think that people need to do to create better customer service from the service side is also just to to remember that we're all humans. You know, sometimes we forget that the person on the other end of the relationship is anything more than a customer, but the person is actually a human, and something that, act, that that I experienced that stays with me for so many years is there, there's a restaurant in New York called The Little Owl, and it holds about, I don't know, maybe 25 people. And when, it, when they first opened, it was impossible to get a reservation, and it's still basically impossible, but I get to text the owner. Um, but one of the things they did, in spite of how hot and amazing they were, and they didn't need to do any of this, they called me the next day to see if I liked everything. And I wow. thought that was just such a brilliant business move because they didn't need to. And it was, you know, wasn't really a, a big effort on their part. It was just a little step to say, hi, we see that you dined here last night. Just wanted to make sure you had a great time. And I thought that was amazing. And I was a little suspicious because I thought they were doing that just because of my business. But then I know that they've done this to other people who had gone there originally. And I thought, you know, what a great, like, that's great service. 
You know, Michael, you just validated something that I believe in since my very first show years ago. I always call the guest immediately after the show to know if it, to find out if they were happy with the show, if everything went the way they would have liked it to go. That's something I've done instinctively, and you just validated that I'm on the right track because in every case they said they have never, ever been contacted by any radio or TV show after the fact. So you just validated my instincts were correct, and I do it because I genuinely care that I made my guests happy. Well, in a, you know what? In a strange sort of way, and this is this is how I was able to to kind of justify my own understanding of the importance of service is that everybody is in service. You're a radio talk show host. That doesn't mean you're not in service. You're serving your listeners. You're uh-huh. serving your your guests. So you know it it's it's not a demeaning position to be in the world of service. Doctors are in service. Certainly, we count on them for their skill and education, but we also count on their bedside manner, and we also count on their office's ability to honor an appointment or to process your insurance claims. You know, that's all service. So, you know, once we realize that, everybody will, you know, going back to to that soundbite, someone needs what I have to offer. Well, we all have to offer a lot of different things, and, and we should just remember that we're, make, we're playing a role in somebody else's life every interaction. I mean, I don't call what I do transactions. I call them interactions. And a lot of times when we, we're pitching business for, for large accounts of multiple hundreds of people, the, the decision maker will say, well, you know, what's the volume of transactions? How many people transact with you? And I always mm-hmm. say zero. We call them interactions. Because mm-hmm. if you if you call my staff and ask for something, that wasn't a transaction. We just communicated together. I believe you're so right on, Michael. Clearly, why if you want to be pampered by the best of the best, you want to go to Abigail Michael's Concierge Service, Michael Fazio, our special guest today. Michael, let people know how they can reach you, your website, how best to reach you when they want to utilize your services. Oh, Joyce, well, here's the catch. We are based in New York, and you can go to abigailmichaels.com to learn a little bit about our company, but we're not available to individuals. We're only available to real estate development companies, corporate offices, and hotels. But if you stay in New York at the Intercontinental Times Square, my company services their concierge desk. So we are actually, everybody at the Intercontinental Times Square at the concierge is an Abigail Michaels employee and you will get a taste of the magic that we can do for people here. But more than anything, I just want people to to know about the message of service, know that anything is possible, and, you know, whether it's jumping out of a cake or, you know, finding a a beautiful 80-foot yacht in a moment's notice, it's it's all in the spirit of providing value to somebody else. If somebody wants it, we deliver it. I didn't know that about that. You're mostly working, you know, on that level. But so are you telling me now? You're saying it's not about the individual. That if a um, Bill Gates calls you um, as an individual, it doesn't count if someone can afford your uh, services on the highest level. It you know has what? to be like through a company. That's that's how we started the business with just individuals paying a lot of money every year. The, mm-hmm. the challenge became that there's only one of me, and I couldn't I couldn't 
scale it. You know, I, I couldn't have 300 Bill Gateses, and in order to create a business, I needed 300 of them. So mm-hmm. the idea then was, well, why don't we go to a company and and sell them basically, a, you know, we call them memberships. So we sell the company, the membership, and anybody in that company can use us. So the way it works is, in in New York, these luxury we're in, we're in 200 very high end residential buildings. So by virtue of living in one of those buildings, the developer is able to say, you know, our building is very special, not only because of the address, not only mm-hmm. because we have a roof deck and a screening room, but also because by living here, you'll have access to Abigail Michaels. So what if somebody people- that wasn't a guest of the Intercontinental came in off the street and wanted to give the concierge there a nice big tip and says, I need two tickets to Annie, and it's sold out on the day of my birthday? What about that? And they're not a guest of the hotel, but they went to that concierge. You know what? It's, it's something that happens all the time, and I'm completely comfortable with it. You know, the, the funny thing about hospitality, and this was going on when I worked in a hotel back 17 years ago, there are a lot of people that weren't guests of the hotel, and though you know, the policy of the hotel is probably to say, I'm sorry, we can't help you, but that's not part of my service credo. So I actually look at it as, hey, if somebody off the street is attracted to this property and they, t- they basically sample the service, they're very likely to stay there next time. So I, I look at it as, as a, an opportunity to sell somebody and, and give agree. them a taste of what it's like to be pampered. I totally agree. That makes perfect sense to me. Uh, what are some of the highlights recently that you'd like to share with our listeners about uh, what it is you are providing? Well, the, I think that the cake and the yacht took took the cake no pun intended for, for, for me, but you know we we did something for someone recently that I thought was so sweet. They were they wanted help figuring out a, a cute way to propose to their their girlfriend, and the guy, bless his heart, is a, a Wall Street guy and very very nice, but just really didn't he didn't know where to begin to make it you know special and and you know meaningful. So the only thing that we could kind of glean out of him was that his girlfriend was addicted to the Sunday Times. And, like, nothing happened in the day without the Sunday Times. So I thought, why don't we try to get a a mock version of the Sunday Times that's all about her? Well, let me tell you something. That's really hard. And New York Times, please don't sue me, um, because they copyright all of their logo and, and format, and it's really impossible or next to impossible, though it seemed, to find a printer who could duplicate a New York Times. But we had a little bit of time to work on this, and we worked with a graphic artist, and we found a wholesaler that sells newsprint paper, and they put together a few pages that were literally cut and taped into her Sunday Times that were the story of her meeting him, and then you know, yeah. flip the page, and then there's a gigantic, bold headline where he asked her to marry him. And I just thought that was so sweet and simple and memorable. And you know, now we're having that paper laminated and framed for them. But I, you know, I just I love getting requests like that where he didn't know where to start, and he was so tickled at the the idea that we could do that. We did it, and you know, like you said, you're making a memory for somebody. A lifetime memory, and I think that is awesome. Michael, uh, who would you say are the most down-to-earth celebrities you serve? We never hear about the down-to-earth. We hear about the divas. 
who are the most dancer celebrities you service? Well, I get in trouble when I mention names. So I, I, I love you so much, but I can't tell you names anymore because you'd be surprised who, who finds Joyce Berry's radio show and calls me and says, you're not supposed to mention names. But let's put it this way. I'll, I'll, ca- I'll classify them. New York-based actors are the most down-to-earth. <laughs> we, the, the, most, the most demanding people that I deal with are also not celebrities in the entertainment world, but celebrities in the business world. You know, there are people that, that start huge companies. I'm not saying that they're my clients, but companies like PayPal and, you know, gigantic um, Angie's List, huge, huge companies, and they're very famous in their world and in their mind. The challenge is that people at restaurants who are controlling the reservations don't know their name, and they don't have, you know, star quality. So they they get their little egos in a twist sometimes when we have to – let them know that you know the restaurant didn't know who they were and couldn't help them with a reservation. Wow, that that is fascinating. The reason I didn't think it would be an issue, and I certainly you know respect anything you say here, is we see these shows all the time on television, naming the divas and what stunts they pulled, and and this one did that, and that one did this. So, is there any way? Uh, given that, that you can name celebrities that expect you to go through hula hoops to get what they want? <laughs> it, no, I can't do it, Joyce. But you know, I, celebrities are easy to to go through hula hoops for because there are so many people in the world that are that are uber impressed by them. So it's no problem. I mean, the 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 deal is that 99% of the time, I'm dealing with the celebrities' staff because. You know they don't they don't deal one on one, and That's so true. so there therein lies the challenge. But every you know it's easy. My 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 one casual celebrity client who's perfectly fine with me talking about her is Whoopi Goldberg, and she has fun crazy things that we do for her, and usually parties and just you know finding a a collectible antique teapot that she saw in London and wanted to buy but didn't buy it at the time, and now we have to track it down, and we're going through Christie's and all the auction houses to find something. Um, and you know, down to her Christmas party, she wants Santa Claus, but she wants the real Santa Claus. So we booked the guy from Radio City Christmas Spectacular. <laughs> So wow. you know, that doesn't make her a diva. It just means that you know she's like if she's if if Whoopi Goldberg wants Santa Claus at her Christmas party, then damn it, why shouldn't it be the real Santa Claus? <laughs> that is amazing. That is really amazing. Well, Michael certainly has a list of, of people we would all know and love or not love so much in his celebrity clientele. But in all due respect, unlike Michael, I love sharing the people that endorse my services, and here are just a few of them. Joyce Barry is an outstanding success coach. She is a master coach, the best of the best. Here are just a few of her clients who want to endorse her. Marlon Brando. Having Joyce as a coach is an awful you can't refuse. President Bill Clinton. I did not have sex with that woman. I did not have sex with Joyce. She is my coach. Sylvester Stallone. Yo, Adrian, Joyce is the best coach, you know. She helped me train for Rocky. Arnold Schwarzenegger. I hired the Joyce-inator because no matter how much I may drive her crazy, I know she'll be back. President Ronald Reagan. Well, Joyce, uh, Nancy, and I just love you. There you go again. Win one for the Barry. Elvis Presley. 
I'm all shook up about hiring Joyce as a coach. I'll get a little less conversation, a little more coaching. Jack Nicholson, if you can handle the truth, you want Joyce as your coach. Johnny Carson, I can hire Joyce as a coach? I did not know that. That is wild. Did you know that, Ed? <laughs> Charlie Sheen, winning. That's because Joyce is my coach. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Woody Allen. Are you crazy? This whole time I haven't had Joyce Barry as a coach? You kidding me? Hi, Ted Siuba, and I think and grow rich. If you were thinking about hiring Joyce Barry as your coach, just do it, and we'll grow rich together. And even Joyce Barry herself. What do Olympic athletes have that you don't have? A coach. Hire me and have this be your best year ever. If not now, when? I want that gold medal. I want to hire me. Email coachjoyce at AOL.com. That's coachjoice at AOL.com. See, my clients uh, that want to endorse <laughs> me, they even come back from the, from the departed as well. They're so happy to endorse me. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite is Bill Clinton. <laughs> So anyway, and I I respect and understand what you're saying. I'll have to wait for the second book. Maybe we'll get some more names in there. There are Uh, some names in the first book, like Charlie Sheen, who was was wishing you the winning. Yes. (laughs) My days with him are way way before that crazy catastrophe, although I think it was heading that way (laughs) all those years ago. (laughs) You saw some telltale signs, huh? Uh yeah, but you know, God bless him. It's a it's a tough. He grew up in a tough world. It's it's not easy being somebody famous, the, the son of someone so famous as Martin Sheen. So you know, their reality is very different from ours. But yeah, he was a little dark, definitely a little dark. Wow, Michael, when would you say it was really tough to provide service with a smile? Um, hmm. It's you know what it's. It hasn't been tough because uh, here's the, the tough thing is is not being able to deliver what somebody wants. That's that's really hard, and it's usually the smallest things. It's usually with things like restaurants because you know it's it's no secret that you know some of the really hot hot restaurants in the world are not gigantic, and you know there are only so many seats. And Alain Ducasse or Danielle Boulud, or David Boulay, as much as they appreciate that everybody wants to eat there, they can't kick somebody out of a table just to accommodate one of my clients. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there are times when we have to let them know that, you know, what you wanted isn't going to happen. So if that's, the, that's the only time when I'm not smiling. But I always try to go at the, at the rejection with some lemonade, you know, of – they can't take you on this date, but they can take you on this date. And mm-hmm. I will have called somebody else and say, but for this date, I can get you here, 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 or here. That mm-hmm. way it's not just saying no. Nobody, nobody wants to hear no. That's absolutely true. So tell me, Michael, do the majority of your clients know what they want, or do they rely on you for your creative ideas? Uh, very good question. People think they know what they want, and that's part of, like, the the danger of the Internet. You know, people, again, this is on, like, you know, nightclubs or restaurants or shows or, 
destinations, people rely or, or take everything at face value. If they read about it in a magazine and the magazine says it's the best in the world, they say, I want to go there. But the truth is, is there are always little hidden gems that don't make it into the magazines. And a lot of times people think they want what they're reading about, but I know them well enough that they want something different. I, I mean, it even happened yesterday. Somebody was going, they wanted to celebrate a, a graduation, which is coming up. And so they wanted to go to a little restaurant called Terezi here in New York. It's a very small restaurant, again, like under 30 seats. Um, I've had horrible experiences there, as have some of my clients. So, you know, even though they're in all of the newspapers, we have a different experience of it. And my client was really not understanding exactly what Terezi was. They thought it was a big, fancy restaurant. It's a little tiny place in, in Little Italy, basically, and nothing glamorous about it at all. They wanted a celebration. That was not the place for them. I sent them to 11 Madison Park, which is this big, grand, celebratory restaurant that everybody wants to go to and has probably 150 seats. So, you know, they thought they wanted one thing. I knew they wanted something else, and they were so grateful because they had an amazing time. Wow, that is exciting as well that you know uh, there are times that people can actually be flexible enough so you get to uh, fulfill their wish. And it may not have been anything even what they were thinking about at the time, that you have a vast a repertoire of what you can draw on, and they just have their, their ideas. So that's very good that you can pull but that out of a what? hat. I think it's like you with with coaching people. You know, somebody thinks that they know what their end goal is, right? But you're intuitive, and you 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 get to know a little bit about them, and, and you might point them in a completely different direction that's better for them. That's so, absolutely you know, true, and it's also being intuitive and reading between the lines of what they're not saying. Right. I know that they wanted they wanted to go to Terezi because they read about it. Mm-hmm. And they thought, well, this is a really special place to celebrate a college graduation. Well, I don't think that they would have been so thrilled. You know, first of all, just from our, our history of experiences at that particular place, but, but mostly just the atmosphere and the whole concept of, you know, wouldn't you feel awkward if you wanted to celebrate something and you went into a little tiny restaurant with 20 people? Right, absolutely. Yeah, they had no concept. Right, you want to go into a lavishly decorated room with gorgeous flowers and a very sexy, sleek bar and amazingly presented food. You know what I mean? So I knew that's what they meant, but, you know, they they didn't know. They just see the name and they see five stars and they go, that's where we want to go. Mm -hmm. Were there any requests that you could not or would not fulfill? I know you talked about sometimes... They come up with the impossible or the unworkable. But what about requests that you could not or would not fulfill? Um, there are things that I've done that I wish I hadn't. Chalk was bad. That was bad. I wouldn't want to be on cleanup for that. That's that's in my book, and and it pertains to somebody. And I think we've talked about this before, but it still haunts me. I I basically you know bootlegged a doctor and some. Uh, you know, a quick cover-up cure for a, you know, bad boy sexually transmitted disease that somebody mm-hmm. contracted. And it, it it still haunts me to this day because I think, why did I do that? The, you know, it's okay to say no to people. And um, the reason why I feel insecure about having done that is that I learned that, you know, those medications might cover up the symptoms so the person thinks they're cured, but it 
doesn't mean they're not still carrying it for many weeks. And I think, oh no, what did what did I facilitate? This you know, this man was was able to go out into the into the romance world seemingly clean and very well might not have been. But you know, that's definitely a TMI request. So <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> well, you know what I else? Though? It's, I I've I've arranged trysts for people. I've booked hotel rooms under different names and paid for them in cash with my own money to cover the tracks, you know, for mm-hmm. people that are up to up to a little naughtiness. I I wish I hadn't done that. Speaking of being naughty, were you ever asked to get escorts for your guests? Well, th- now that's a, that's a harsh judgment. Is that naughty or is that just a service? <laughs> <laughs> it depends what kind of escorts that come with all services or just I don't want to go to dinner alone tonight. Get me an attractive escort. Were you asked yeah, was- about that sort of thing? Constantly, it's it's very funny. If you ask male concierges, they'll tell you yes. If you ask female concierges, they'll tell you no. But hello, mm-hmm. newsflash: most gentlemen are not going to go to a lady and ask her if they can recommend a a special date for the evening. But they, you know, that's kind of guy talk. So yeah, of course. But you know, that doesn't bother me. It's again, everybody's fulfilling a need, and escorts are not escorts for sex they're escorts for companionship and if something else happens well so be it it's not for me to know about correct what you don't know won't hurt you (laughs) i'd love to know this what was the largest tip you ever received and did you think it was over the top of what you did or not enough i got five thousand dollars it was over the top for what i did and I remember it, and it was never duplicated. And I, I thought, gosh, if I could get one of these a month, <laughs> wouldn't that be great? <laughs> and but it was the first time I had ever the, seen. If I, it was I over saw the top, could you share what it was that you did? Oh, it was, it was no big deal. I chartered a helicopter for somebody to Atlantic City. They were so impressed that I was able to get it done in you know a matter of moments. And then I also thought ahead because I'm a service junkie. So I called the heliport on the arriving side and made sure that they knew that this guy had just plunked down a $5,000 tip and had done all of these, you know, was spending tons of money and that they should take great care of him. And so they did. And apparently he appreciated it. So it's, you know, it wasn't anything, it wasn't anything over the moon. I I remember getting the biggest tips for doing the least and sometimes doing the most and getting no tip. But, Mm. you know, it's not about tips. It's really just about adding value so you know especially now i don't get tipped anymore because <laughs> you're the boss well it's also different it's we're we're in a different kind of of business and we're also charging for our services where oh, right, you know, right, right. in a hotel it was just you know free with your stay but so you know with with that helicopter which was a phone call or two what would have been a proper tip in your opinion like a thousand bucks to come up with a helicopter I mean, and honestly them. like 50 bucks <laughs> oh wow i mean well wow. here's, here's the thing joyce you know people with money need to remember one thing that don't embarrass yourself if you're doing something that costs you know thousands of dollars and you give somebody a five dollar tip you've just embarrassed yourself because mm-hmm. you, you're you're showing off that you have the means to do these lavish things so you have to tip lavishly Sorry, but it goes with the territory, you know. And similarly, no matter how many, how much money you have, if you're just, you know, hailing a taxi, that's nothing lavish. You don't have to go crazy, you know. A couple bucks, five bucks, 
fine. Did you have any particularly embarrassing moments? I know you don't get embarrassed easily given your outrageousness, but is there anything that was embarrassing to you? Um, oh boy, I wasn't prepared for that. Let me think. What have I been embarrassed over? Mm, so far, nothing that comes to mind, but I'll think of it as soon as the show's over. <laughs> <laughs> no, I ask because you're so out there, Michael. I ask that of you because I don't think much embarrasses you, so I'm not at all surprised at your answer. Yeah, well then, so then perfect. It was the good. It was the right answer. Exactly, because you're so cool. You're very, very cool. That what you said doesn't surprise me in the least. It takes. I can't even imagine what embarrasses me, you know, and the things that I've done. So I can certainly appreciate that as well. You know, it's funny. Somebody told me I was disarming, and I liked that. And it was it was when I was working to get somebody these tickets for the Duke game, and I called somebody very very high up in the broadcasting industry who I do not know at all, but I'm a really good stalker. I figured out how to get in touch with this person, and literally, you know, people searched them and got their cell phone number. And he said, if, he goes, you're so disarming. Normally, I would just disconnect the call. He's like, but I appreciate your candor. So I was quick. I had a soundbite, 30-second ask. You know, how could he hang up on me? Wow. Michael, but if, I, I would have, How about this? I would have been embarrassed if he said, never call me again. That would have embarrassed mm-hmm. me. How do you search for a cell phone number? I didn't know there's a way you could do that except ask around, ask around, ask around so you find someone that will give it to you. Is there a way to search? If there is, well, I'd love to know what it is. There, I mean, there are there are reverse lookup services like U.S. Search. They're on the internet. Be careful because there are a lot of scams. Um, but also, I subscribe to to a lot of different databases. So LexisNexis is a certainly great resource. Although you know those, that's thousands of dollars a year per year for yeah. for a uh, subscription. And Hoover's they have email addresses, cell phone numbers. You can find anybody these days. You'd be surprised. But you know, again. Think of the word disarming. I I wasn't obnoxious. I didn't stalk him. If he didn't call me back, I would not have done a second call. You know, there's there's a certain kind of responsibility that goes along with with how I track people down because I don't want to be a stalker. But I just feel like, you know what, everything's worth an ask, right? If concierge was not an option, what other career appeals to you? I can't even imagine what you'd say. Um, Newspaper reporter. Really? Yeah, it's the forensics. I love I love being shown the end result and say, okay, this is what you know. This is what happened. How did it happen? I could see you on a show like The View. I don't mean as a guest. I mean as one of the hosts. I don't mean you know where it's an all women panel, mixed panel. I could see you doing something like that. Could you? I want to do that with you. <laughs> yeah, let's do it, Joyce. Let's start our own TV show. Oh, Michael, I would do anything with you, to tell you the truth. <laughs> I find you outrageous. I love that you're over the top. I love that you're fun. So um, just be careful of what you say here, because I have a worldwide audience that will be witness to the fact that you said that to me. <laughs> <laughs> when you go ahead and choose Whoopi over me to co-host it, I'm going to say that I have a worldwide audience that you said you'd like to do it with me. 
Well, uh, well, I'll tell you what. I will make you a promise. I'm I'm developing a reality show with a company called One Potato, Two Potato, which is Gordon Ramsay's production company. And if a network buys this show, I'm going to have you on my show. Wow. How's I accept, that? I accept, I accept. Perfect. Michael, what would you say you are most proud of? I'm most proud that I employ 46 people. How's that for for crazy? Yeah, I, I am most proud that that this crazy idea that I had at a time that I didn't think was a really highlight in my career journey at a hotel wearing a name tag and not feeling good about service, but learning that I needed to make lemonade turned into an industry that employs 46 people. And, you know, that makes me really proud. It, the proudest times are when we have a company-wide staff meeting, and I see this entire group of people, all who are viable, amazing, creative, great service providers, and passionate about our our mission. It's really an, an amazing feeling. Well, I'm passionate about having you on my show, Michael. Open invitation anytime you want to be on our show. I can't think of many people uh, that I wouldn't ask to change the date if the date was more convenient for you, because I love having you on the show so much. What would you like to say in closing? I would like to say that I love being on your show because I so love and applaud what you're doing and what you've done. And being part of blog radio shows that you are a trailblazer and you're in such a great place. And I love your message and your positive attitude. And it's just a pleasure to, to know you. And I feel the same. I wish I had known you when I was in New York for sure we would have met. Now I have to wait for you to get to Florida or for when I get to New York because you are definitely on the list of, of people I most want to meet and be with. Thank you, Michael Fazio. As I said, I appreciate you. I am your number one fan. You have to get the book, Concierge Confidential. I love the book so much uh, that I read it again. It is hysterical. Folks, go out there, pamper yourself, get someone to pamper you, enjoy your life, and here is our celebration of life song in closing. Thank you, Michael Fazio. Thank you. I was listening to Blog Talk Radio when my ears heard something that I did know. From the speakers of my laptop, I heard a voice. It was the white Oprah, also known as Joyce. He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. Joyce Barry mash. She is a coaching smash. He did the mash. You'll catch on in a flash. He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. I felt so inspired by her show, and her poetry was just so good, you know. I want to listen to Joyce again and again, as Joyce would say, if not now, when? He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. Joyce Barry mash. She is a coaching smash. He did the mash. You'll catch on in a flash. He did the mash. The Joyce Barry Mash. Wow. Joyce knows all about having fun. Wow. She's a home business wizard and she's just begun. Wow. She's wow. a coaching sensation for not just me or wow. you or her. It's for everyone. Then you can mash. Do the Joyce Barry Mash. Joyce Barry Mash. She's a home business smash. Then you can mash. You'll catch on in a flash. Then you can mash. 
do the Joyce Barry mash. <laughs> Have a fantastic day and listen to Joyce Barry and Friends. <laughs> There is more to me, Queen Eliara of Elfgard, than my elven magic. Just as there's more to Geico than saving you money, Geico also gives you 24-7 access to licensed agents online, on the phone, or on the Geico app. And while I am a mighty elf queen, I am also a mighty big fan of barbecue potato chips. Minions! More smoky mesquite. Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more.